0: If you have if you've never been here before, if you're coming back, um, we're starting a brand new kind of two-week series. Uh, we had kind of a break-in series. And this is something that I've really wanted to talk about for a long time and we haven't gotten to. And so I'm really excited. I'm going to be very passionate about uh, these things that are happening in the next two weeks. And I think if you listen and track with this and apply it, I think it could change the trajectory of your life. And I'm not kidding. If, any, if anything we've, we've said matters, this, this matters a lot. So take notes. Um, we're talking about mentorship tonight. Uh, and we're gonna start with uh, you know, a really deep quote by Denzel Washington. Show me a successful individual, and I'll show you someone who had real positive influences in his or her life. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care what you do for a living. If you do it well, I'm sure there was someone cheering you on or showing you the way. Cheering you on or showing you the way. There was a mentor. A mentor is somebody that's a little bit farther along on their journey than you. Usually they're probably older than you. They've seen more life than you. They've made more mistakes than you. And they can see where you are, and they can see where they are, and they can coach you and help you get to where you want to be. This is a mentor. So if you see anyone in their life who's wise, it's because they have surrounded themselves with wise people. See anyone who's made a ton of money and been really successful, it's because they've surrounded themselves with successful people. We kind of have this idea that like people... Um, who have a strong purpose in their life, or people who are really wise, that they sit on a mountain by themselves? No, no, no. they didn't write things, Allison. They they did get there on their own. It wasn't because oh they were really smart and they were no. It's because they they listened, they read, they sat at the feet of people who were more intelligent, which takes humility, um, and they had mentors. Um, uh, this is a, a kind of a stat from Fuller Seminary, which is a Christian um, um, place. It's actually where Will goes to seminary, where they teach Bible. Um, they say this um give uh go to the next one um it's not on there well i'm just gonna tell you basically fuller seminary just i'm just gonna tell you this they say that for you to have faith that sticks they so they say 50 percent of seniors when you when you graduate who's a senior in here raise your hand so fuller says this and i i honestly don't know if this is true of people from trinity because i think that I, I don't know i just have a hope that you guys have kind of dug into god's word and know who you are know who christ is but they say 50 of high school seniors lose their faith in college Um, And they say that the stat that, that changed that was if you had five mentors in your life that were pouring into you. Five people who were farther along that you sat underneath and they were able to tell you and coach you through life. So if you want to be someone who has a faith that lasts, you need five people in your life, five adults. And this is a little bit different than what we do. Usually what we do is we don't surround ourselves with people who coach us, people who call us out, people who encourage us. We surround ourselves with what? People who agree with us, right? People who, like, you vent to them and they say, you are right. And then people who don't say you're right, what do you do with them? (laughs) That person said, that person kind of talked back at me and they didn't agree with me. And usually you distance yourselves from them. We surround ourselves with people who agree with us. Or we surround ourselves, or and, we surround ourselves with people who um, give us, like, more popularity. So we we think, okay, what does this person give to me? Oh, they make me look cooler. They actually give me more social, whatever. And so we surround ourselves with people who can give us things, give us attention, give us uh, more likability. Um, We're not necessarily looking for people who are going to pour into us, but we need to. We need to, because your life matters. Your life was designed to make an impact, an impact into eternity. That's what your, your purpose is, to make an impact for the kingdom. Right? Last week we talked about how a lot of us are a mess, but, but your point, we need to move forward, to move forward, and to move forward out of a mess and into the future that God has for you, you need people who are pointing the way, you need mentors. Um, there was a season in my life, and I'm not really proud of it, but there was a time where I didn't have a mentor, and I made some really dumb decisions, I'm going to tell you about one of them, so don't write this down and be like, oh, I'm going to do this with prom coming up. Um, it was when I was at, um, I was asked to Sadie's by this girl, her name is Dominique, and you might have heard this story. We're going to call her Dominique because that was her name. Um, And she wanted to go to the dance with me, and I didn't want to go to the dance. Um, And I also, like, um, so I I guess, like, I just, she asked me, and I said, no, I can't. And I just, I kind of, you know, rushed to a lie, and I said, my family is going to the Bahamas on vacation. (laughs) Um, Lie city. Um, Then, here's the thing. So I said no to Dominique. My family's going to the Bahamas. Um, Then I had another friend. Um, her name was Caitlin. And when she was, she was in high school, she was one of our really good friends. Um, and she actually struggled with a battle with cancer and was, was very sick for a lot of high school. And she was kind of still in that. Um, and I kind of heard that she wanted to go to the dance with someone, and she really wanted to go. Um, and so I decided to ask Caitlin to go to the dance. right? So there could have been a moment here where a mentor could have stepped in and said, okay. Dominique will totally get this. Joel, just go talk to her, tell her the situation, come clean about how you didn't want to go to a dance. And, right? A mentor could have done this, but I didn't ask anybody. You know who I asked? The people in my brain, and they tell you bad things often. This is a great idea. It's going to be awesome. No, no one's going to ever find out. Lies in your brain. Um. And so I didn't ask. And, and basically, what happens? We end up going to Sadie's, and um, I'm freaking out the whole night because I hate dancing. And then also, I know that there's going to be this encounter with Dominique, where she's going to see him at the dance, and. Uh, her friend saw me, and then I knew she went to go tell Dominique we were on the dance floor. I was trying to hide. I was like, maybe we can get out of the dance early. And, and if you're a lady, you're like, no, we're not leaving early. We're staying to the last song. Um, or if you're a guy and you love dancing. Um, anyways, so basically what happens we have this altercation where Dominique just kind of goes across the dance floor. It's like a high school scene. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but literally everyone backed away, and it was just us. She walks up and she says, you liar! And she slaps me in the face. I'm not kidding. She is red, furious. She says, you lie! And, and I remember, I, in the moment, I could have been like, I'm sorry, but I said, the Bahamas got canceled. And she said, you're a liar! And she slapped me on the other side of the face. This literally happened. Um, and you know what happened? This is terrible. This is, where are you, Alex? Um, probably, laughing at you on the other side. probably laughing at me. Um, so, and then Caitlin ends up having, honestly, Caitlin ends up having a really weird night because she's like conflicted and she feels bad that like Joel lied for me and like why, and she's mad at me and angry with me. And we have a terrible dance. I remember sitting at Red Robin, there was like four of us in our group and we're eating our fries just silent because I have ruined everything. Um, anyways, what I'm trying to tell you is this is a season, a funny experience, where I didn't have a mentor in my life. And I want, to, I want you to hear this, I want you to hear this. <sighs> that is really dumb, and that is really funny. Um, but you, on a daily basis, I think all of us, are making similar decisions that are ridiculous without mentors. Like the stuff that we post online is pretty ridiculous, and it's not filtered through a mentor. right? The, the stuff that we say about others, the stuff that we, the, the decisions that we make about our life, and our lifestyle, and our addictions, there's so many things that are in the dark. And we don't filter them and ask, "Hey, could someone else someone else speak into this? Someone else tell me what's going on?" A lot of us make um, really terrible decisions. Um, so uh, there was actually um, another experience in my life where I actually went to a mentor, um, and it was when I was kind of Vicki and I had been dating a long time. Where's Vicky? She's somewhere. Oh, there she is. Okay. Um, We've been dating a long time, and I thought I wanted to propose to her. And um, proposing is very—it's like a scary thing. Um, and so I, I just, I felt like I needed to go to mentors, so I ended up going to this pastor from uh, Westmont, I ended up going to the, the worship director that I was leading worship with, I ended up going and meeting with another person that was a pastor at a church that I had worked at, um, and I ended up meeting, like, with three or four people, um, and I met with them, and I said, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing, this is a big decision, and I basically said, hey, I want, I give you permission to tell me, to, to, to call me out, to say, is this a good idea, like, I give you permission, Whatever you say, I'm going to listen. And it was funny because like, they were all like, you better marry her or else you are losing out on the biggest opportunity in the world. And if you ever hurt her, we're going to come down and hunt you down and kill you. Right, that's what they said. Um, so anyways, there was an experience where there's where a good experience with mentors. Um, so tonight we're doing two things. We're going to um, look at what Proverbs says about mentors. Proverbs is a book in the Bible. It's a wisdom book. And then we're going to look at one person that gives us a really good model of what a mentor should look like. And when we get to the model part, you'll have some notes. But I just want you to listen to these verses on the screen. Proverbs 11.14, for lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. Again, so there's a lie that you have to do everything on your own, that if it's not your own decision without anybody's input, then it's like, if, it, if it's not you deciding on your own, then it's like a less good decision. No, I mean, some of the best decisions are made because you've consulted with like a dozen people. Um, the way of fools seems right to them. This is Proverbs 12.15, but the wise listen to advice. When was the last time you... Ask for someone's advice, listen to it, and put it into practice. Proverbs 19, 20, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you'll be counted among the wise. Who wants to be counted among the wise? Anybody here? Counted among the wise? If you want to be counted among the wise. If you don't want to have crazy blow ups in your 40s, seriously, I've been hearing a lot of, I've I've actually talked to a lot of parents, and I've seen there's a lot of people who, especially in their 40s, there start to be like extramarital affairs, things that happen. when you look at basically the downfall, whether that's, whether that's someone who's older in their life, the downfall of any superstar that you see, and you hear it on the internet all the time, all these people who do crazy things, and they cheat on people, and this, and this happens, or they're caught doing this, often what I think about is, where were their mentors? Where were the people in their life? And usually it's they, it's they didn't have any. On the other side of a bad decision is usually somebody that actually didn't have a mentor that was walking alongside them. So, cool. We are going to be in Exodus 18 if you have a Bible, or we also have it on the screen. Um, Exodus 18, starting at verse one, um, now Jethro, the priest of Midian and father-in-law of Moses heard of everything God had done for Moses and for his people, Israel. So there was this guy, his name is Moses. He was a Hebrew, but he was kind of adopted in. If you know the story, Moses is in that cute little basket floating on the river and this, you know, uh, Egyptian, um, a uh, woman finds him, and they raise him there, and he ends up killing a guy. And then, like, this crazy thing where God, God says, you still have a purpose, even though you've blown it. And your purpose is to free my people, because they've been in slavery for 400 years in Egypt. So this, this crazy thing happens, this act of God, where they actually get freed from slavery. They go through the Red Sea. And now Moses is in the wilderness, and he's, he has all of these people that have now been freed, and he's burnt out. God has done really cool things in the past, but he's tired. And he's done. And he's at the end of his rope. And it's in this moment where his father-in-law, Jethro, steps in. Let's skip down to verse 5. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and wife, came to him in the wilderness where he was camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law, Jethro, am coming to you with, uh, with your wife and her two sons. This is the first thing I want you to write down. It went, what you're looking for in a mentor is someone who is intentional. Someone who is intentional. Jethro says, I, your father-in-law, am coming to you. I'm going to go out of the way, and I'm going to come to where you are. Someone who's intentional. Someone who invests their life. There are some people who are too busy to do this. There are some people who, they they haven't balanced their schedules in a way where they're able to do this, in a way that they're able to be intentional. Um, You need to find someone who is intentional with you. Here's one thing I want to say. You also need to be intentional. Right now, raise your hand if you're a high school leader in this room, high school leaders. Um, These are some of the most wonderful people on the face of the earth. I'm not kidding. Um, And they have have given up time to be here with you. They give up work to be here. They don't get paid to be here. Um, They give up restless hours of lying in bed, caring about you, worrying about you, praying for you. They don't just come here and hang out and have fun. Um, no, sometimes their heart is actually torn apart because they care and love you so much. Um, and here's the deal: you also need to be intentional with your leaders that God has given you here. You need to go up to them and say, "Hey, this is going on. Hey, I would love to get coffee with you. Hey, what, you know, can, can we can we talk after? Well, so even as you look for an, a leader who's intentional, you also need to be intentional in seeking them out. Does that make sense? Right? Just like if you were to say, hey, coach, can you run that play with me again? I, I totally missed it. I, I need, right? You're not just going to wait until your coach sees you mess up. Right, You want to be proactive in it. Um, so I've had a lot of mentors in my life. I'm just gonna, I was thinking about them this week. Um, Jeff Wagner, a guy named George Williamson, Joel Patterson, Joel Dung, Doug Rumford, a guy named Matt Poblins has been one of my big mentors. Actually, when I first took the job here, Matt and I like met... Um, every week and he had all this leadership training from chick-fil-a and he talked to me about how um, no seriously we met every week and he talked to me about how to lead a student leadership team and you talked to me about we brainstormed series together and he mentored me Um, also craig rochelle andy stanley you have no idea who those people are they don't know who i am they're on the internet they're pastors in other places you can listen to people online and you can read books uh, and those people can be your mentors and they might never meet you Okay, so you can find somebody who lives somewhere else and you can listen to them, you can read their books, you can read their articles, and they can still be your mentors. Um, But someone who you're intentional with them and they're intentional with you. Um, Let's go to verse seven, listen to this. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. That's a lot of things to tell somebody about. All right, because that was like a lot of the book of Exodus. Okay, Whew, like the first 18 chapters, he just sits down and he tells Jethro all about it. And what does Jethro do? He listens. Good. Good. He listens. The second attribute of a good mentor that you need to look for is someone who listens. Someone who listens. And they don't just listen to speak, they listen to hear. There's a difference here. Listening, listening to speak is when you know, you, you know when you're talking to someone and you can just tell they're waiting to share their opinion they're not actually listening to you. They're waiting to kind of, you know, <laughs> no, but I got to tell you what I think. I got to, you know, it, if you ever meet with one of your leaders, it might be two or three times of meeting with them before they say, "Hey, here's what I think's happening." Or it might be an hour into the conversation before they say that. Cuz your leaders here are trained to listen to you. More than just they're trained, they want to know what is God doing in your heart? What is God doing in your life? How are you doing? If we don't actually know how you're doing, how in the world are we going to know how to help So you need to find someone that listens to you, that makes you feel known, heard, and understood. Uh, And this could happen at coffee. I know a lot of you guys have had coffee with your leaders. Honestly, a lot of this might happen just like after well. Hey, you might go up to Alex and say, hey, Alex, I had a question about this. This is a situation on my sports team. And I'm wondering, what would you do in this situation? And it might be a two-minute conversation. And that's mentorship. Um, It could be over a text message. You guys should all have your leaders' numbers tonight. Um, and it could be hey, you text them and you say, Hey, I'm going through this right now. I'm feeling kind of depressed. I don't know what to do. And you send them a text. Um, I've gotten so many of those texts. Um, p- please, if you have to do it in the middle of the night, OK, but if it can be earlier, that'd be great. Because 1 a.m. text, t- text feed, right? OK. Um, so, um, OK, well, verse 9 um, basically, Jethro. Um, Actually, we're going to go down to um, verse 11. Now, I know that the Lord is greater than all the other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses' father in law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God. This sounds really weird. He brought a burnt offering. What the heck is he doing? What is Jethro doing? That's kind of weird. Um, basically, Jethro, in this moment, he is offering a sacrifice to God. He is worshiping. He's worshiping. So Moses gets to watch his mentor worship, Moses gets to watch his mentor, his faith in action. That's the third attribute. You need a mentor who is strong in faith. Who has a strong faith. Those are two words strong faith. I don't care how good their Instagram is. I don't care if they dress like they're cool. I don't care if they use the same language you do. I don't care if they're 70 years old. It's do they love Jesus? Um, in Colossians, in Corinthians uh, 11, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, Paul says, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Paul is trying to say, you know what, don't just follow Will because Will is awesome and makes good decisions. Follow Will because Will is following somebody else whose name is Jesus. Don't follow me for my sake, but follow me because I'm following somebody else. We talk about this with our leaders all the time. We say that if, 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 if I'm not following Jesus, if I'm not praying, if I'm not reading the Bible, if I'm not in love with Jesus, I can't lead you somewhere where I'm not already there. And I can't give you something I don't already have. I need to be filled with Christ and have him in my life and be following him in order to give you that. And so you need to look for mentors where you see that mentor and you say, that person is bold in faith. They pray, they're, they're, they're compassionate, they listen, and you're just drawn to somebody who has that. You're drawn to somebody. And there's so many people in this room that I'd say, man, I'm just drawn, drawn to them because of their faith. I'm drawn to them because of their faith. They have strong faith. Um, and this, is, this next part is where things get a little bit challenging when it comes to mentorship. Um, in verse 13, Jethro starts to, um, <clears throat> starts to do a little bit more mentoring. The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, listen to this, what is this you're doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses is trying He's trying to be like the only guy at the DMV, basically. If you've ever been to a DMV or if you've heard about the DMV, like, you know it's crazy, ridiculous, you're there all day, even though they've updated their systems and things are better now. Moses is basically, he's trying to settle every single like, civil dispute in the nation. and He's trying to do it all on his own. And so Jethro, before he calls him out and says, that's dumb, right? So before your leader says, you're dumb, which they never will do, um, they ask you, they, did someone say no? <laughs> Nathan has the ability to do that because he's gone through qu- one through four. All right, to get to five. Um, so, but on number four, he asks great questions. I even feel like for us, oh, by the way, next week, next week we're talking about how you get to be a mentor and how you get to have influence. So I'm super excited come back next week. Um, but I feel like sometimes we jump to number five. We jump to the number five, which is gonna be telling the truth, if you guys really type in, you wanna write that down. Before we've been intentional, before we've listened, before we've modeled Christ and actually are in love with him, and before we've asked good questions. So he asks a good question. I think the question has a lot of compassion. What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from evening till morning? A great mentor is going to ask you great questions because questions have the ability to cut through and to show you the blind spots. You have blind spots in your life. You have things that are going on in your heart or things that happened in your past. There are things that you believe based off of situations that have been imprinted upon you from your past. Um, and, and, and people like counselors, even people like therapists, can help ask good questions to get to what's really going on. And so you might meet with a leader or you might meet with a mentor and you might be like, I'm so angry because, you know, um, Alex was so mean to me. And, and they'll be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And, but then they'll start asking other questions. Because what you think is the problem often is not the problem. What you think is going wrong is often not what's going wrong. And questions are able to dig into that. Um, and so it's in this moment that you can decide. When your mentor starts asking you questions, am I going to run away? Because it's so tempting to run away. This is why like, some people just stop coming to church. Because th- they, might, they might hang out for a while, then they get close to their leader, then they meet with their leader, and their leader might ask them a question. And it's at this point, are you going to run away? because running is easy, or are you going to lean in? Are you going to get defensive, or are you going to say, actually, I want to grow, and I want to be more healthy? Um, so um, this number five, I told you it's truth teller. Basically, um, Jethro gives Moses a new plan and says, hey, Moses, what if you actually took a few people, trained them how to be good judges, trained them what the law was, trained, like, found people who loved the Lord, found those people, and poured into those people, and then those people would go out and then, so instead of impacting 10 people or 100 people in a day, what if you were to impact thousands because you were to delegate your role? Um, And so Moses told the truth, or Jethro told the truth. Um, He said, you need to delegate or you're going to die. Has a leader, has a mentor, has anyone ever told you what you're doing isn't working? Your strategy isn't working? If no one has ever told you that, then you probably, you probably aren't at a healthy place. If, no one, if, you, if you've never had someone in your life who's had permission to say, hey, hey I, have you thought about how much you're using your Instagram? Have you thought about going on a fast from that? Hey, have you thought about breaking up with him or her? Like, I don't know if they're healthy. I don't know if that's a good thing for you. Have you thought about you know, how much... You're, you're like wh- how you're using the internet or what you're doing wh- when you're, when you're, you're you know, searching things. Have you thought about how watching pornography is impacting your brain and your life? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about maybe telling your parents about the lie that you've been, you know, that, that you've been saying? Like have you, have you thought, like if you, if you haven't had a mentor who said that, man, it, it's rich and it's deep if you do. So they might call you out and they might tell you the truth, but they also are going to tell you good things. Like the mentor that was like, yeah, you need to marry Vicky. Or sometimes your mentors will meet with you and they'll say, you're stronger than you think. You're, you're more beautiful than what, the, what you know, your perception in the mirror is. Or they're going to say, you know what, you were made for so much more and you're settling. Just like they told Moses, Moses, you are a great leader. You are a great leader, but you're going to kill yourself if you keep going down this road. You're going to be burnt out. A mentor is intentional. A mentor listens. A mentor has strong faith. They ask great questions. They tell the truth. Um, oh, man, that's a lot. It's a lot to be a good mentor. And... um. I just want to say this tonight, like, your leaders in this room are not here because they're getting this perfect. They're not here because they're getting this perfect. We are all trying to figure out how to do this. We are not the ultimate mentor. We're not the ultimate shepherd. Jesus is, and we're just following Jesus. And so just because your mentor's here it doesn't mean that they're, they're, they're the perfect person, but they mean, it means they're the present person. And people, you, don't, you won't relate always through um, their perfection, but you'll relate through their weaknesses sometimes. Um, and they're here for you. They're present for you. Um, and just like we're all going to figure out next week as we talk about how we can be mentors, we're not going to be perfect at it. But we're going to wrestle with it. We're going to struggle with it. We're going to move forward in it. Um, and so what did what did Moses do? Moses listened and did everything that Jethro said. So here's your application. We're going to go through this. Um, and as we do this, I think the worship team is going to come up because we're going to end with a song before we go to small groups. Um, but here, here's some application. First thing, I want you to write this down. Weed out the negative voices. There are voices in your life that are taking you in a direction that is not good, that is not godly, that is away from health. There's probably a ton of people telling Moses, Moses, you should do this, you need to do this. Hey, Moses, meet my needs, meet my needs. He needed to to cut those voices out. Who are the negative voices in your life? Cut them out, weed them out. Second thing, connect slash find mentors in your life. Find mentors in your life. Look at your leader right now. If you know who your leader is, look at them. Boom. We have given you a mentor. You, we have given you a mentor. Most of the people at your high school do not have what you have. What you have, I can't tell you how much it's worth. Infinite in worth. Infinite in worth that your leader is here. Um, but here's the deal. You won't always have your leader. They'll, I mean, They're always here for you, but there might be a season in your life, especially seniors. You might go to college. Moses is 70, and he has to find a new mentor. You need to keep looking for mentors. You need to have five people in your life. Everyone put up a five. Five people in your life who are all of these things and who are pouring into you. Um, So tonight, before you leave, make sure you have your leader's contact info. And a lot of you, you should maybe ask, hey, can we get coffee? Can we meet up? Can we talk? Um, So connect slash find mentors in your life. Also, I would thank your mentor as much as you can. Um, One day you'll realize why. But if you could do that today, that'd be awesome. Third thing, listen to what they say. What if you were to sit down with a mentor and say, hey, what do you see in me? Hey, what do you see is going on with me? Let me know. Tell me. Third thing, listen to what they say. Last, final thing, you guys are doing so great. Fourth thing is put what they say into practice. Not just what you want to put into practice. Put what they say into practice. Listen and apply. Moses, his leadership wasn't diminished because of Jethro. His leadership was amplified. Was amplified, And I think because of your mentors and because of those people in your life, you are going to have an impact where when your life is over, because we are all going to die, when your life is over, your life will still continue to have ripples in the kingdom because of people that you have poured into and you have mentored because you're willing to do that. So let me, let me pray for us as we go into one more song. God, thank you for the people that you put in our life um, to pour into us and encourage us. Um, Right now, we recognize that a lot of us have been listening to maybe all the wrong voices, or we've been seeking out just people that agree with us. Um, Yeah, God, we we pray that we would um, respond to the good blessing that you've given us of the people that you have placed in our life. We want to take a risk and and listen to what people have to say. God, thank you that our life is too valuable, that the kingdom cause is too great for us not to have mentors and to not follow people. But we follow people because they're following you. We pray this in your name. Amen.